When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fred Guy Sola, Harry Lyles Jr., Cordy Cronin, Ramona Shelburne. Tonight, real live football-ish. Ish. It's a Hall of Fame game, people. That was quick. Jets and Browns. Keep the music on. This deserves it, too. You know what we say? We can go out there and beat, beat those pros in a race. We can't. What happened when the niece of the Minister of Sport tried it? A little nepotism. Let's go. At least he's done. The long wait is over, you guys. We made it. It's football season. The long. Kind of. I think, Courtney, I knew you would be with me. What about the Broncos? It's the Hall of Fame game tonight, and with Darrell Revis and Joe Thomas's inductions this weekend, it's Jets and Browns. No Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson gets the start for New York. No Deshaun Watson. Mekhi Becton may be a reason to watch for the Jets because we'll see him healthy for the first time in over 600 days. But slightly larger picture about these two teams and where they find themselves going into the season. It's about the quarterbacks. You've seen Rodgers at camp. But do any of you think the team maybe needs to see him in a structured game like tonight or another preseason game? And for Cleveland, Deshaun Watson's season last year, the rust and growing pains was evident. So does he need reps in this preseason? That's what we'll start. Courtney Cronin around the horn to you. Do Rodgers and Watson need some preps in your mind? Tony, Deshaun Watson had a 38 total QBR in the six games we saw him in last year. That's really bad. Aaron Rodgers, career worst in passing yards, turnovers, and total QBR. Yes, Obviously, both need to bounce back this season, but it's not going to come in the preseason because when starters play, and we know that both of these two are not playing tonight, but when teams do go and let their starters play, you see them maybe like two, three series on offense. That's not enough to tell you, hey, everything's fixed. The joint practices that both of these teams have, the Browns with the Eagles and the Jets with the Bucks in a couple of weeks, that's where you're going to see the improvement from both Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson in real time, not in a meaningless preseason. Parallels Jr.? You know, Tony, Aaron Rodgers has not participated in a preseason game, I think, since 2018. And he's got two MVPs in two of those seasons, in 2020 and 2021. So I think he'll probably be okay without it. But it's a new team, Uh, as you know, Harry. It is a new team. He's got new weapons. To me, the more important thing with the Jets coming into this game tonight is what you want to see out of the offensive line. You mentioned Mekhi Becton. That is somebody that the Jets would really benefit from meeting his potential pick, number 11 overall, I believe, back in 2020. He's finally healthy. He's been one of the players that I know we talk about, hey, this guy has lost a lot of weight or he's gotten a lot stronger. This is somebody that has really stood out this offseason. So I think you want to see how he does. You want to see how Zach Wilson does because that is Aaron Rodgers' backup and there is a life after Aaron Rodgers, including if he gets hurt or not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah. You're already going there already? There's life oh. after Aaron Rodgers? No, this is this is if one year down, or bust, two years or bust. That's where we are with the Jets. Frank Isola. No, no, you need to see how he does. Yeah, Harry. 
you, Harry. The next time you go to a Beyonce concert, I want one of her backup singers to fill in for her. And we're going to tell you, what's the big deal, Harry? She's won Grammy Awards. What's the big deal? They're selling tickets for the game. The game is on NBC. Who have we talked about every day since he walked off the field at Lambeau for what was the final time? Is Aaron Rodgers. We all know that it really doesn't matter. But in some ways, it does matter. It's entertainment. Go out there and play mm. one series mm. or ten plays. Give me a break. Well, you're serious We're not about asking this? Asking the guy to play all four. A hundred percent. Why is it on TV? We want to watch it if Aaron Rodgers is playing. It loses all kinds of juice without Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Shame on those guys. For this not is playing. why I love one you, series. Frank. And hang on. Yes. Hang on. The game tonight, one of the guys being inducted into the Hall of Fame is former Cleveland Browns offensive lineman Joe Thomas. You know what record he holds? He's been, he played in 10,000 consecutive offensive snaps. How are they honoring him? By the two quarterbacks. Wow. Bravo. I do not agree with your opinion at all, but I love the way you made your case. <laughs> Ramona Shelburne. I know Courtney wants back in on everything Frank just said, but Ramona Shelburne, first to you. Listen, if you want to see Aaron Rodgers, tune into Hard Knocks. Starts next week. There's also some clips that are going around. I'm sure they're going to focus on him. I want to see Zach Wilson. I mean, this to me is oh his time to prove that he belongs. And also, just that that he has, you know, look, he had a terrible start to his career. But he was also thrown into a terrible situation. Mekhi Becton, when they drafted him, this was supposed to be his left tackle for the, for the long haul. This was supposed to be the combination that protected the young quarterback. And that never materialized. So let's see how Zach Wilson does when there's no pressure on him, when Aaron Rodgers is there, and maybe he's learned something. Courtney Cronin, back in. Frank, might I remind you that in 2019, the Carolina Panthers decided to play Cam Newton a little bit too much in the preseason, and that foot injury ended up so spiraling towards the end of his career. So they're going to be cautious about this, which they should, nobody but should Aaron Rodgers is on the spite train, doing everything opposite from what he did in Green Bay. We yes. haven't seen him play in the preseason, That's right. Harry said, yes. since 2018. He says he wants to play, so I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up playing that second or third game. Spite train usually has another occupant, and it's Frank Isola. This is very interesting. Frank, you can respond to Courtney now. <laughs> I, I understand what she's saying, but he can get hurt stepping off the bus. We'll put him in bubble wrap until week one of the season. I just drove by that awful stadium that they built in New Jersey, and they're selling single-game tickets. And you know whose face is on the marquee? Aaron Rodgers. That's oh, what they want you to see. Goodness. NBC has this game tonight because they want you to watch Aaron Rodgers. Again, I'm not asking the guy to play four, four quarters. One series. Come on. One series. I feel like you're not calling asking. into Joe Beningo right now. This is amazing, Frank Isola. <laughs> Come on, what's yours? <laughs> we live in the same town. I'm allowed to say that. We've been hoard. We'll move on. Conference Whoa, realignment part 37. Here we go. USC and UCLA set to join the Big Ten next week. Or excuse me, next year. You've already known that. But the story this week reports the Big Ten may also want to take on Washington and Oregon. Just picking away from the Pac-12. There were even conversations maybe about Cal and Stanford, although that seems to have cooled off a little bit. And then related, Florida State this week threatening to leave the ACC if they don't redistribute some of the funds around there. Harry Lyles, I turn to you now. What is happening? Well, it feels like the inevitable is happening. We talked about Washington and Oregon possibly going to the Big Ten last year, just about this time last year. And these are two teams that are left of the scraps of what is left of the Pac-12 and they are the two teams that both meet what the Big Ten seems like that would fit their profile now because you got USC and UCLA. 
These are two teams that meet the athletic profile, but they also meet the academic profile, which is something that the Big Ten has not been light on. These are teams that are in the AAU, the Association of American Universities. There are 69 of them in the United States, two in Canada. They're research universities with high academic standards. So these two teams fit from every perspective that the Big Ten needs, which is more specific than the SEC. I think the thing that you're going to continue to hear as this progresses is they really don't want to be the team that puts the final nail in the Pac-12's coffin. And you hear that with regards to this move. You hear that with regards to Arizona possibly going to the Big 12. But, Tony, I will say this. If all of us in this panel were eating appetizers or, let's say, a pizza, right, and there's the last slice, we might be hesitant because nobody wants to be the person to take the last slice, but that last yeah. slice always gets taken, and that is going to happen here eventually. Frank. Isola is not hesitating if there's a last slice. He's taking it and he's eating it all. He's folding <laughs> it the way it should be folded. Nope. Harry, I appreciate that all these universities that they want are the highest regarded in the AAU. This is about sports, Courtney Cronin, is it not? What do you make of this maneuver? It is, and I tend to disagree. I don't think this is as much now with the Pac-12, Pac-9, uh, about poaching as those teams trying to find a new home. And the Big Ten, now that it has the permission to go explore more conference expansion, has the ability to continue on the NFLization of college football. We are headed towards having these two super conferences mm -hmm. with the Big Ten and the SEC, and then some mini powers within there. It's the AFC and the NFC, and now the Big 10 has the ability to potentially be bi-coastal. So the Atlantic Division and the Pacific Division, we're gearing towards the pro sports model in college football. And within the next 36 to 48 hours, the future of the Pac-12 will be decided. And those teams are headed towards the Big Ten more, more than and likely. And that future is that it's over, is what you're yes, saying here. Yes, it's uh, done. Ramona, you are a, um, a child of the pac 12, maybe it was called something else before that, the Pac-10. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you played college softball at Stanford. We think of this always as college football moving the conferences around and every other. Yeah. But softball is, of course, involved in this, and all the sports are. Yeah, I mean, look, like I'm just trying to picture how I would fly from Stanford to Happy Valley, yeah. Penn State, yeah. or like Rutgers. Like, like, how is that going to work? Because we used to do like one tournament a year, and we'd go to Georgia at this class NFC Classic in Georgia, and that was like a whole week away from school. Now they're going to be doing that every time. And I know people have said, oh, they'll they'll have so much money they can charter planes. Well, they're not going to charter planes for all these minor sports. So I. I, I'm, I'm disappointed because when I played, it was actually the Pac-10. I'm that old. But there was actually only eight schools that had softball. Washington State and USC did not have softball. It was fine. Like, uh, the, we don't have to abandon shit, but I think that's what's happening. And I, I just wish there was some central authority that could govern all this and maybe a fair I way hear what to you're saying there. Yeah. in college sports. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a central authority with some power? Seems to be powerless at this point. Just, just not, not to burst your bubble, but currently Stanford not part of this conversation today. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the no. Big Ten, which is, you know, at this point, just be called the Big One, right? Because they can't even keep up with the numbers they're adding, uh, is after Washington and Oregon. Frank, I sold it to you. Yeah, but the school that I went to, the Maryland, I'm sorry, the Stanford of the East, they are involved in this with the Big Ten, <laughs> and we used to be in the ACC when I went to school there. But Ramon is right, though. You know, it's what the football is you get it with football, and it works for football. And who really cares where the teams are traveling? It's once a week. Most of the time they're traveling on a Friday. Yeah. You play on a Saturday. That drives all the money. But maybe all the other sports should be separate. Basketball, I understand a lot of the high-end teams do travel charter. But when they're, next time there's a big event, 
like the college, like the national semifinals for football, and the moderator says, any questions for the student-athletes? How about asking the moderator, how can you call them student-athletes when you want the Indiana women's soccer team to fly to Washington on a Wednesday to play a game that's on Friday? Come on, in the middle of the week in October. It makes no sense for the other sports. Harry, if I can get you a follow-up on Florida State saying to the ACC, you know, we, we bring in the most viewers on TV. We should get more money than the other schools. Yeah, you know, and it sounds like a good idea um, in principle, but this is something that the Big 12 used to be an unequal revenue sharing conference, and that did not stop Nebraska, Texas A&M, Texas and Oklahoma from all going to other conferences that share revenue equally. So even if Florida State does get that, I don't think the ACC should take that to the bank and think that they're going to be good because ultimately, again, what we are seeing is an arms race between the Big Ten and the SEC. If Florida State wants to force their, you know, throw some weight around and make something happen, I would give Clemson a call and say, hey, let's find a way to get to the SEC. Cordy Cronin, last word. Last I checked, Florida State doesn't have an offer from the Big Ten or SEC, but we both know, we know that any of those conferences would want a brand like Florida State there. So I wouldn't be surprised if this posturing ends up becoming something more concrete. We've been on, we're taking a break. Buy or sell next. The messy takeover continues. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Make it five goals in parts of three games, 222 total minutes, and an assist. The messy takeover is everything you thought it would be and more. Three wins in three games for Inter-Miami as well. MLS season on pause for a bit more, so this doesn't start Miami's run from the bottom to the playoff race, but that's the hope in a couple of weeks. But right now, this is just everything you could have hoped for and more, Frank. Is this more about Messi or MLS? Let's be fair here. He's not taking the ball at midfield and driving around, dribbling around defenders like the traffic cones. Those were two beautiful balls played into him, especially that last one from Joseph Martinez, who's one of the best players in the MLS. 
So Messi is just like every great player. He makes everyone else around him better. And let's also remember another thing. He's played every game in Miami. He has spent more time in Miami this month than our good friend Israel Gutierrez. So let's see what happens <laughs> when he finally goes on the road. Well, you think the, the road attendance is going to be tough on him or the road fans? or what would he... well, well, I think I he think can't the play on the road. I mean, what about this spoof? We'll go to Harry Lyles Jr. now here, please. <laughs> Yeah, Tony, I'm buying that this is all about Messi. And honestly, that kind of also makes it about MLS is he is having the success that we wanted to see him have, right? I don't think anybody saw Messi coming over and was like, oh my gosh, if he tears it up, I guess that means MLS is bad. No, like this is what we would expect. If we send LeBron James over to Europe, we would expect him to dominate. And that's what he's doing. I think it becomes more interesting, though, to see if he is able to get them out of the bottom of the Eastern right. Conference standings and into the playoffs. Yeah, that's where that, I'm that would be huge. And if he could do it on the road, that would be amazing. Like, what, it would blow our minds. <laughs> Gordon Cronin. Messi is going to sell out every road venue that, that Inter-Miami yes. is going to participate in this back half of the season. Sorry, Frank. He's going to perform just as well at Drive Pink Stadium as he will elsewhere. But anyways, this is more about MLS to me because this is, MLS has a niche audience in the United States. And now there's this intrigue with Messi coming here. People are curious about it, myself included. You have Apple TV and then you have to buy the extra Apple TV Plus sort of um, whatever the subscription service is. It's their version of Sunday Ticket. That's drawing more eyeballs onto yeah. a product that typically at this time of year doesn't have a lot on it. So I think it's great for the sport as a whole. Ramona Shelburne. I mean, look at Courtney. She's wearing the pink yes, jersey. Yes, yes. She's got she, she, Miami. <laughs> she's repping right there. I, I think this is about Messi. I, I, there's been other foreign stars who've come to the MLS. They've had a nice run. I mean, Thierry Henry came here. David Beckett came here. There was a little buzz. I think this is the biggest impact for a star where you want to see him, his debut. LeBron James is at his debut. He scores a goal. He's got five goals in three games. That's better than anyone could have hoped for. The only other guy I think is on par with that is Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who came here. I was here waiting for you to recognize. Yeah, yeah, of course. Zlatan. I love how committed you guys are to sticking with the MLS and not just MLS. MLS. The MLS. Like it's MLS. the Batman. Like somebody, Okay, fine. I'll allow it. Well, I drive on the 101. Buy or sell two comes surging. How do you follow up scoring 20 two nights ago by scoring 16 last night? 36 runs in their last two games, their most in 126 years. So 13 and 6 since the break, best in Major League or not Major League Baseball. And three games back in the division, two and a half in the wild card. Courtney, Byersel, the Cubs as a playoff team. This is your town, please. Your kind of town. Like it or not, they're going for it. And the Jeemer Candelario acquisition at the trade deadline filled a void that they've right. kind of been dealing with at third base for a while. And Cody Bellinger has been the key to all of this. Ever since he came back from that knee injury, he's been the catalyst behind this offensive explosion. Did you see what he did to the scoreboard in right field the other night when he hit a two-run bomb? I'm buying this Cubs team. As a playoff team, Harry, buy or sell as a playoff team. I'm buying them, Tony. This is a team that's been sellers at the last two trade deadlines. We're buying this year because it was the very smart thing to do because they're having a stretch of offense they haven't seen in 126 years. They're averaging 7.6 runs per game after the All-Star break. The previous record was 6.7 by the 1936 Yankees. That's probably not sustainable, but even if they're close to that, it is going to be enough for them to overcome the Reds and uh, the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Frank Isola. I would say I want to see how they're going to perform on the road, but I don't want to upset oh. the host of the show. <laughs> this, this is the thing. 
this is what baseball is done with the expanded playoffs because it still happens in a month in October. Even though it's expanded, it's still the right time frame. And what it does, it gives everyone belief. This is a good thing for baseball that the Cubs are still in it and that they were buyers at the deadline. Shelburne. I like that they were buyers. I like that they held on to Marcus Stroman until they won 12 of 15. Like you thought they might he's trade Stroman. Yeah. Only problem is though he's on the IL now, and I, they need some pitching. When you score all those runs, you don't have to worry about your pitching staff. But their best pitching. Well, the path in the wild card, there's a lot of teams. But in the division, you know, as as yeah. Harry alluded to, you focus on Milwaukee, focus on Cincinnati, see what happens. I do better on the road. Yeah. I'm in New York today. I'll do better than you. Yeah, we, got, we got to get you uh, I'll go to Chicago. Yeah. I'm, going to take, I'm going to take Courtney's seat. Uh, not today. 32 for Courtney, 24 for Shelburne. That's our showdown next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The final 16 of the World Cup set, and there are some wows. None bigger today. Germany, out. Number two in the world, out, because they drew with South Korea. And with Morocco's stunning win over Colombia, sending the Atlas Lionesses through, Germany, out. So, in total, five of the FIFA top 16 didn't make the final 16. We already know where the US WNT are. Second in from their group. There was some consternation about that, but Ramon, your takeaway here and the headline going through into the knockouts. Look, I like parity. I think that's good for the sport. This happened in softball, too, where the U.S. used to blow everybody out, and now the rest of the world caught up to the point where they, they caught up and passed them. So the fact that they the, the U.S., had, they got through, I agree that's good for them, but they got to be a lot better moving forward. Countries around the world are beginning to take women's soccer more seriously, and you get a thrilling tournament as the result. Morocco was ranked 72nd yeah, in the world. Yeah. And Jamaica and South Africa all advancing to the knockout stage for the first time ever. Mm -hmm, you know it. My family, my wife's family, Moroccan, and we're celebrating today over that. Oh. Boy, though, Cordy Cronin for going with the Atlas Lionesses. Showdown 2, an investigation into Somalia's Federation of Athletics, allowing a runner to run at an international competition, World University Games, has turned into an international incident. You're looking at it right here. And there's a suspension now for Somalia's chairperson of the Federation, as it was found to be a case of nepotism. The niece of the chairperson running, not a trained sprinter, as you see, over 20 seconds in the 100 meter. So. 
international incident, a skip at the finish line, by the way. Somalia says they have been embarrassed in the global stage, but think of it this way, all right? This is an example of what a novice runner, an average person, looks like against these wonderful runners. Did you find this transfixing, Courtney? I found it embarrassing. We were just talking about all these countries doing incredible things in the Women's World Cup, and you've got Somalia mailing it in during international competition. That's just bad. Mona? Well, what was it, the skip at the end? And she got across yeah, the finish line. No, I actually like watching people do things slow. Oh, no, no, no. Courtney Cronin, FaceTime. <laughs> but you just saw that runner going 20 seconds to the finish line. Darnell Wright, Bears right tackle, their top rookie, was doing the wide receiver workouts to condition for the season. He come, comes back and cr crushes the conditioning test, according to Ryan Poles, because he's doing wind sprints, and he could run laps around that girl. <laughs> it's an amazing story. He, he, now he's a wide receiver, too. You get paid like a wide receiver. Pounds. Good stuff, Courtney. We'll see you tomorrow.